Welcome to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio podcast. I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. The Atlanta VoiceOver Studio's mission is to equip, inspire, and elevate by giving you the resources that you need to create the voiceover career that you want. And this podcast is basically to help put professionals in front of you so that you can learn from them and insight into the world of voiceover and what they have to deal with every day. Today, we're talking to Stephen Mitchell, Director of Production at Chemistry Agency in Atlanta. Stephen, we're so happy to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Stephen is so much fun to work with, and he is just, I know that you're super, super busy, so thank you for taking your time. Sure. But I want to know a little bit about how you got to where that you are here at Chemistry. It's a funny, it's a really funny story because I thought I was going to be a graphic designer Mm -hmm. coming out of college. I went to to school to learn how to be a graphic designer, got a job as a graphic designer, and I sucked as a graphic designer. (laughs) But I, you know, I have a a really high work ethic and I kept plugging along at it and tried. And I got in an agency setting and the producer, the head of production there said, you know, you'd be really good in production. You need to look into production. And I didn't know what production was. Uh, Mm -hmm. They didn't teach it in college. This was, you know, I'm getting a little old, so this was a long time ago. But once I started opening my eyes to seeing what production involved, it it really made sense to me because I was able to go in and when I didn't have the big idea, which was most of the time, Mm -hmm. somebody else had the big idea. And I could go in and say, oh, well, if we want to do this, then we need to do this, 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 and this. And that was like the light bulb moment for me, that the production is about figuring out how to make the creative dreams come true. Wow, that's so cool. And graphic design more is you'd need those big ideas, right, yeah. to start from. Yeah, and I just didn't have a single one. You just needed a start, yeah. and then you could go and complete it. And, you know, I mentor a lot of people in this industry now, mm-hmm. and I tell them that when they're just coming out of school, get your first job, get in the yeah. scene, and then figure out what's going on because there's so many things that are going on that you just don't know yeah. that you might really gravitate towards, and that's – that's the way it works. It's so true. And I mean, all of us, if you look back, it's never the journey that you actually usually intend. Yeah. Most of the time, anyways, it's just full of twists and turns and figuring that out. That's so, so true. So how long have you been at chemistry? I just, what's today? The ninth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Eighth. February. Well, the fifth was my one year anniversary. So. Oh my gosh. Right. Good on cool. me. I made it the year. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'm in now. Yeah, That's for right. sure. I remember seeing that. I, I stalk him on Instagram. So <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a good day. There was no cake or anything, but it felt good. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's great. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm stepping on Mike's question. Well, she usually hosts <laughs> everything because she's the podcaster. So thank you for dealing with me in here. It's normally just her. Um, dovetailing off what Heidi was saying, you know, it is kind of like a, an unfolding of finding out things. Unless you go to school for, you know, like a doctor or a lawyer sure. or something and you know you want to do that and, you know, later you might find out that you don't. But for most of us, it's been that unraveling and, oh, wow, I'm really good at this. I got into it with radio. Mm-hmm. And then if I had a half a brain cell in me, I should have switched over to voiceover right away and <laughs> uh, acting. But I did not. It took me a while. But since then, it's just been it's been awesome just to, to unravel and then get the the creative juice is flowing with when you get on projects mm-hmm. that you get to, you know, get behind. So I totally hear you with that. Um, what is your favorite part about doing what you do as a producer? I really enjoy getting in on the front end of the project. And mm-hmm. when I started in production, that wasn't always available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've progressed in my career a little bit, I get called in to the concepting sessions or to the even as close into the beginning as the briefing sessions. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can hear what the creatives are thinking about. And there's things that I can bring to them that maybe they weren't 
considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is this, and I can say, oh, that's awesome. Have you thought of doing this? Because we can do that with this or something that builds upon to make the idea better or smarter or cooler or more intriguing, whatever it might be. I love bringing something, some extra polish to what they're talking about. I'll never step on their idea system, uh, but if I can bring something that they weren't considering to the conversation, that's that's gold. And how do they view you as the the producer, because if, if they're the client, I've always wondered this, are they looking at you like, okay, he's got some suggestions. It's going to cost us a whole lot more money. Usually it's the other way around. Usually I'm trying to rein them in a little bit because I'm the one that has to watch the budget. I'm the one that has to watch the time. I'm the one that has to watch the schedule. Um, But at the same time, I want to make sure that we do exactly what the creative team wants to do, because it's their grand idea that they really feel passionately about. And if I'm doing my job right, I figure out how to get what they want the way that I need it to happen. Mm-hmm. Within budgets. Within budget, <laughs> within the schedule. And, you know, to make, yeah. I've got so many masters within the project that it gets a little maddening at times. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's the, that's the magic of it. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's, it's awesome when it works. Kind of dovetail yeah. before you get to your question. Uh, what's one thing that is most challenging about your job? Time. Oh, it's always time. Sometimes you don't, the the budget is the budget and you can't stray from the budget. But sometimes if the idea merits it, the client will reconsider and pull some money from somewhere else to to Mm. fund an overage or to fund something that's a little more expensive than they expected. But time is the master Mm. when it comes down to it. This has to air on a certain date or we're going to miss our flight. This has to be ready for a show. This has to, whatever whatever the case may be, time is the biggest thing. Mm. And a lot of times we will burn the schedule on the front end through concepting back and forth or creative revisions with the client back and forth. It's like tennis. Um, you know, we lob an idea, they lob their info, we lob the idea right. back, and it goes back and forth, and it takes what it takes. You're mm-hmm. not going to get the okay to produce until you get the okay to produce. Right. And then you're left with what you've got left, mm-hmm. and you've got to figure out how to make it work. So we've got to be really nimble. We've got to be fast. We've got to be buttoned up. We've got to be really clear with our direction for what we're doing so that everybody that we bring into it can jump and be right on board, be in lockstep with us, and get going. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. And I should have asked this at the very beginning, Stephen, but just for if anybody is listening, they're just getting started in voiceover, and they're probably like, wait, what does he do? What is, you know, they're, they don't know the whole sure. process of everything. If you could give us, like, a couple sentences of exactly, like, what your job entails, can you just share that with us just to make sure everybody's I think clear? I, I think I can. The okay. producer is responsible with making the creative happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to figure out how to do what the creative team has come up with. Okay. And we have to n- know or figure out how to bring that to the final place that it needs to be, whether mm-hmm. it's a broadcast spot, a radio spot, a video for a trade show, some experiential thing, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, we've got we've to know how to do it and then figure out how to get it to where it needs to be. Yeah, that's a yeah, great perfect. explanation. That's perfect. <laughs> what is something that people assume maybe incorrectly about your job or just get wrong? Because, I mean, I mentioned it to you before we even started. There's those memes that you see that it's sure. like mo- your mom thinks that you do this. Your friends think you actually, you know, you actually do this. So what is something that people assume incorrectly about your job? People, When people see that I'm a producer, they think that I'm like the money guy. Because in Hollywood, the producer is the money guy. That has nothing to do with this industry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, people, We're sorry. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, people think that I'm involved 
involved or the ideas are mine, which also isn't the case. Um, uh, it's I'm more of a magnifying glass for what mm-hmm. that front end looks like. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Interesting. So since this is a, a podcast about voiceover and you deal with voiceover yes. talent all the time, what is one way that voiceover talent can help you? I think the biggest thing, and this happens a lot with the uh, the, sub- the audition submissions we get. We do everything electronically now, right? Mm-hmm. The the first submits for voice talent or for acting talent, for that matter, we get a digital file of some mm-hmm. sort. And the biggest the biggest thing is when you can tell that whoever's doing the read is just reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Take ten minutes, take fifteen minutes, and familiarize yourself with it. I was yeah. today. The worst example of that, we had to record an in-house video at Chemistry. It's our Valentine's Day video. And they wanted me to be <laughs> the spokes doctor because it's chemistry, right? Sweet. <laughs> oh, nice. So sadly, I got the script at 10 minutes to 10, and we were supposed to start at 10. That's the way chemistry works. Right. And I was completely unprepared. And it took me five, six, maybe eight mm-hmm. reads just to get comfortable with the lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And these were reads to camera because we, yeah. we were going. We right. had to go. Yeah, totally. Um, so take that little bit of time to get comfortable. Drink your water before you start to record your audition tape. You don't take, you don't like hearing mouth noise? No, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so afraid that I'm just from rushing so much today. I'm afraid I've got dry mouth oh, terribly right now. So I'm trying. No, I'm fine. I don't you think sure? I don't feel thirsty. But okay. <laughs> I guess y'all will know when you go into edit. Let me know. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest thing. On the flip side, though, we had a uh, a casting, uh, an open mm-hmm. casting for a TV spot that we were doing. And one of the talent went so far as to produce his own commercial, which was stunning. He green screened, he was acting in front of it because he couldn't be there for the live audition. So he he literally pseudo produced a a spot, our spot. And his production was great, but his read sucked. He was terrible. He was one of the worst ones. He was too worried about all the other stuff and didn't concentrate on the one thing we needed him to concentrate. Maybe he's concentrating on the wrong thing. Maybe. Maybe make that little switch to it was production. really cool to see. And we all <laughs> yeah. talked about it. We were like, if this guy could have pulled off the read yeah. with this, it would have put him over the top because he had the look. We could tell he spent the time. He wanted mm-hmm. it. We could tell he had the fire mm-hmm. for it, but he didn't take the time with the material. Hmm. Interesting. So even for actors going that extra mile and showing you like yeah. if, if he would double edged sword, the person we picked for that spot was just a natural. They came in very calm. Yeah. They didn't try to act at, at all. They didn't try to put on a voice. Sure. It was them. And mm. we were able to feel them when they were giving their performance. And that's something that we look at across the board, whether it's yeah. voice or video. It's got to have that feel. You've got to be able to feel the emotion of the the person that's delivering the lines. Yeah. Well, huh. and that's so good to know. I mean, because we teach our in our classes, our beginner voiceover intensive classes, we have things that uh, we go through that teach their range, but what they're natural at. And that's their money read. Yeah. That they don't have to stray from that. Just trust in your own voice yeah. and yeah. bring it. One of our producers was doing the spot we just did today with me yeah. in front of the camera, which was awful. But <laughs> he, I, I came out the way I came out and, yeah. and did it. And then I was able to go from there with his direction. Do it higher. Do it faster. Do it slower. Yeah. Accentuate this word, accentuate that word. But I came in from what I thought was my level, and then we mm-hmm. could make the tweaks to how I was doing it from there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's really good. It was kind of eye-opening today. I'm I'm never in front of the camera. I'm never <laughs> on this side of the mic. Yeah. 
and hearing the direction back at me that we're usually giving yeah. was a really surreal experience and <laughs> made me appreciate what talent does on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is why we even wanted to do this podcast, because it helps to have people like you to get your perspective and see what your job looks like on the other side. Sure. So we kind of can understand how do we come, like, what can we bring to the table that really does help you do your job, mm. you know, easier, <laughs> less time, right, to shorten yeah. that time frame that really really would help so you kind of answered my next question which was kind of like what do you look for in vo talent so i think you kind of went over that but one of the things that i wanted to to find out is there anything that you are hearing over and over again from clients asking specifically for voice talent whether that's like we only want to hear a millennial read or you know what we like that but more subtle or more confident or Mm. you know is there anything that you that you've seen that's kind of a common The most common thing that I get from any casting sessions is it's got to be multicultural. We need to Mm -hmm. show as many different cultures as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we need to not highlight that we're showing as many different cultures as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's for millennia, all of that stuff, the demographic part of it doesn't really come into it. That's more of a look thing than a voice thing. When we're casting voice, we're casting against a type. We're casting for, obviously an age-ish, mm-hmm. um, a gender for certain. Um, but other than that, it's if there needs to be some sort of nationality to, sure. the, to, the, sure. to the voice, yeah. that's something that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's harder in voice, though, because you don't want it to, to sound like somebody's reading with a, a pushed accent. Right. Um, but it still, it still does come up, less so in voice than it is in video, but that's okay. an underlying theme. We need, mm-hmm. to, we need to show diversity of male, female, background, of mm-hmm. you know, all, the, all the different diversities you could ever think of and some that I've never even thought of before yeah. it comes up. Which is so encouraging because yeah. I know that for so long, standard American accent even has been – you've got to be able to do the standard American accent mm-hmm. if you're going to do voiceover. But, I mean, even in the, the big game co- commercials, there was actually uh, one on there that it didn't have an, a standard American accent. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really great. And, I mean, it was appropriate for the commercial as well. But I thought that that was really wonderful. They had the car company that mm-hmm. did the – I won't say the car company, but yeah. they did the local – yeah. production facility mm-hmm, that had mm-hmm. a really southern yes yeah. which was and tremendous which is a boy. to hear you, yeah, yeah you young never boy. hear that yeah. right um, my favorite of the group was the mm-hmm. ASMR yeah. commercial I know wasn't the, that amazing with the pops yes. and, and the little you know the because <laughs> yeah. I, I have that I've had that since I was little and I didn't know what it was really and I would just get the 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 what do they used to call it? The chills? Yeah, yeah. Right? And I didn't connect it oh to anything. And now all of this is is coming into the forefront. Yeah. And it's wow. turning into a it's huge, huge business. Yes. So for voice talent out there, look into that. Yeah. Because there are people on YouTube making a killing. Mm-hmm. Reading books, chewing gum, drinking drinks, mm-hmm. tapping on cans with their fingernails. Yep. And there are millions of people responding to that. Yeah. That might be a nice little side business. Totally. Between our, gigs. Our assistant, <laughs> Hunter, was the one that introduced me. He was like, "You got, have you heard about this? And I was like, oh, no. But I have had a lot of friends ask me, like, I really wish you could just record a book for me to listen to when yeah. I go to sleep. Because yeah. I think, which you know, your voice is, is not necessarily encouraged. I don't know if that's encouraging Your voice is definitely in that range. We, we, I put you to sleep. You're, you're triggering. <laughs> you're triggering me right now. Okay. Just so you know, I got it. I love I got it. it right here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Well, I'm might, starting the YouTube channel. That That's might it. jump into the uh, the next question. What's the uh, the best experience you've had with uh, a voiceover talent? Hmm. 
Um, and I'm going to use a name for this one. Yeah. Uh, we did a spot for a client. It's a sports team. And Killer Mike, oh, local yeah. rapper, run the yeah. jewels. Yeah. Tremendous. It was a video spot, but it was also voice. He had some very specific lines to read in a very specific way that had to be enunciated a very specific mm-hmm. way. And he came in, three reads, move the camera, three reads, move the camera, do one last time, and he was out. We were out in wow. 30 minutes. Whoa. That's super, amazing. Super prepared. Now, his background supports it, right? He puts yeah. the work in as a rapper. Mm-hmm. He does other things. He's got TV shows that he does. But he came in red hot and rolling. There was no prep. He didn't have to warm up. He did all of that before he came in, I guess, in the car on the way over. But it was stunning to watch. Mm-hmm. You could see a calm come over him. And he, it, I don't want to say he got into character because that sounds cheesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could see that he found a center huh. and then just hit and went wow. right at it. And he did not change. That was the other thing, the consistency of it. Mm-hmm. From read to, to read, from camera position to camera mm-hmm. position, it was the same. Yeah. And we were we hired him for his voice, so we mm-hmm. weren't really directing him. We weren't coaching him or telling him, oh, hit this word different. Right. There was none of that. His voice was his voice, but he was exactly the same wow. for each group of reads that he did, wow. which was just stunning to me. That is really cool. Yeah. That's great to hear. I love that. Yeah. Especially for celebrities because, um, you know, it's just great to know that they – the hard work that goes behind it as well. Yeah, I think there's but, a ton of yeah. hard work that we don't – we just don't get to see. Yeah, that's I awesome. I think people out there could could take that into what they do. Find, mm-hmm. like you were saying, find what your voice is mm-hmm. and do that voice. Right. Don't try to make it a caricature of your yep. voice. Go in, be consistent, take the direction if there's direction to be had, and sure. off you go. Yeah. And I think the other thing to to learn out of that as as a professional that he is, you know, he probably has a bunch of stuff going on already. And so he's got to be prepared, you mm. know, if he wants to – to keep on track with time-wise per day. But how much so if, if we've got beginner voiceover students who they finally book a job, you know, are they prepared? We know they're a little nervous on the way in because yeah. everybody gets a little bit mm-hmm. of the jitters. But are they prepared to go in and, and do the job and then get out? You know, um, the other thing that's great is um, meditation. Mm. It's changed my life, transcendental meditation, not to go off on a spur, but I think that's helpful for people in this business to be able Mm. to center yourself through meditation and project Mm. what you see yourself doing the right way and do that beforehand so that when you come into the actual thing, it feels like you've done it. It feels Mm. like you've been there and you can be in that spot just at that moment and do what you've got to do without letting all of the voices and the the concern that you carry with you affect your voice. Because that kind of stress tightens your chest up, right? Mm -hmm. It changes the way that you talk. It changes the tone of your voice, the speed of your voice. I think meditation or some other relaxation technique that you can bring into your world mm-hmm. could probably alleviate a lot of that. Yeah, that's true. And uh, a lot of sports teams, athletes do that visualization. Yeah, I think Sun Tzu talks about it in in uh, the Art of War. I can't remember the exact. I'm paraphrasing here, but the the regular warrior goes out to battle hoping to win, and the real warrior prepares, wins first in his mind, yeah. and then fights. The real warrior has already won. Yeah. They they yeah. they won in their visualization of right. it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's Which, strong. Yeah, dang, Sorry. you guys are bringing the wisdom over here. I'm just soaking I'm just, it in. Well, I'm, just, I'm just enjoying the beard. Uh, Again, thank beard you. Uh, I, I'd like to thank my uh, Zen Buddhism teacher in college for literally beating that information into us. It was a nice, nice Catholic college in New Orleans, and that's awesome. he taught us Zen the hard way. That's great. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. There's a, a hashtag. I know, right? Zen the Zen hard the way. Hard way. Yeah. way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that kind of actually leads to our last question, but what's a quote that you live by your life? Oh, for sure. Do it right the first time because there's mm. never time to do it again. Yeah. It will always be more expensive. It'll always take longer. If you can mm. put in the extra 10 minutes to prepare and to make sure that everything's squared away, yeah. you will save that in multiple times over mm-hmm. um, based on having to redo it yeah. when it comes out wrong. Yeah. So yeah. true. So true. Well, put the work in on the front. Yeah. Stephen, thank you so much for being here with us. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, um, thank you so much for having me. It was great to be here. Such great insight, and we just really enjoy talking to you. So, Mike, I'll let you close it out. Well, Stephen, thank you for joining us for our, our second podcast for the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. We really do appreciate it. If we, I was going to say, do we? Can we give out his information? Oh, sure. If they have questions, okay. Chemistry advertising of Atlanta, yeah. ten forty-five okay. West Marietta Street, <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> In the burgeoning West Side expansion. And Call it, us up. If you're a captain of industry, come on over. We'd love to talk to you. We do really cool stuff. And they're, neat, they're near some great restaurants, too, so not like you need an extra reason to, to stop by. But thank you for, uh, for tuning in. Uh, Stephen, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, just go to atlantavoiceoverstudio.com. We have classes, workshops, demos that we do. Um, I'm the trash guy. Hunter's the admin assistant, and Heidi runs the joint. So if you need more info, please join us at atlantavoiceoverstudio.com.